If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julie, and we are so excited to dish and spill the tea with you today. So today we are talking about Stranger Things Season 4, Part 2. There is a lot to unpack here. So this aired on July 1st, and Lena and Amanda and I woke up at midnight. We took naps and then got up at midnight, (laughs) watched the first episode. I didn't do what you guys did. I worked Friday mm-hmm. from like home, a, like a normal person. Yep. Yes. As one does. And was like, oh, that's right. Stranger Things part two. Let's do this. Before I did that, I ran across the street, got my street tacos, came back, was in for the evening and got in my feels. It didn't feel like it was almost three hours, but it was a full on movie. Well, the first episode, I think was an hour and a half. And the second episode was two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. It felt like an Avengers movie. Yeah. It was long. (laughs) It was good. It was great. Yeah. I'm thankful that they really went in depth. Nothing felt rushed. It was a good finale. Okay. So the cast of Stranger Things season four, we have Winona Ryder as Joyce Byers. David Harbour is back as Jim Hopper. Millie Bobby Brown is 11. Finn Wolfhard is Mike Wheeler. Gaten Matarazzo is Justin Henderson. Caleb McLaughlin is Lucas Sinclair. Noah Schnapp is Will Byers. Sadie Sink is Max Mayfield. Natalia Dyer is Nancy Wheeler. Charlie Heaton is Jonathan Byers. Joe Keery is Steve Harrington. Yep. Maya Hawk is Robin Buckley. And Priya Ferguson is Erica Sinclair. And then we had two new characters, Vecna, one, Henry Creel, yeah. was played by Jamie Campbell Bauer. Joseph Quinn as Eddie Munson, good old Eddie. And then another new character who I adored was Eduardo Franco, who played Argyle. Yes. He was amazing. <laughs> so a couple of new characters this season, and I love both of them. They just endeared themselves to my heart right away. Same season. I'm here for the cast. It's been confirmed that there will be a season five. I remember when there was talks of season four and when it was going to be filmed, I heard that there wasn't going to be a season five. So I was absolutely shocked when they said, yes, season five is happening. It's going to be a while. <laughs> right. So it's 2022 right now. So see you guys summer of 2024, hopefully. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Why does it take them so long? I'm like, guys, can you just get down to it? They had the added curveball of this season being in the thick of COVID when they were a lot of shows, but why, why would it take two more years to make the next season? Yeah. Well, you have to factor in actor schedules on top of, we'll say scheduling a soundstage. 
then COVID, they did not miss a beat. There was, like you said, nothing was rushed in the season. It was very thorough. I don't think anything was half-assed this season whatsoever. And it's a bummer that it takes so long, but at the same time, you can't rush art. And this is what that is. That's true. You know, all of their actors are, were up and coming and now they all have their own careers and popularity and I know the Duffer brothers have other projects going on. One in particular is with Steven Spielberg. They are doing Talisman. Mm-hmm. And I have a little Easter egg about that later that I will tell you. Okay. So yeah, they're probably busy, but oh, two years. I mean, come on. I know. <laughs> I don't want to wait that long. That just goes to show you what a good show it is. And it's the writing great. is just spectacular. This is what makes the show so relatable and so lovable is that the dialogue between the characters and in the situations, it is just so good. It's hilarious. And scary. And when you said relatable, I was like, I don't have a mind flare chasing me, but sure. (laughs) But you know, but the, the dialogue between the friendships, like yes. Last time I was talking about how Dustin said to Steve, like, do we have to explain everything to you? Right. You have to be told everything. And it's in these moments where they're like walking through a haunted house, but it's just that relatability of like how friends talk to each other. You feel like they're your best friends and you know them. Mm -hmm. And then Argyle this season, everything. Oh man hilarious, but we all get into that. Comedic gold. Yeah. That one. So last week we did an episode on the time traveler's wife, which aired on HBO last month. And literally the day before our episode aired, I saw that HBO announced that they're not doing a season two. I'm like, what? I guess critics were saying that it wasn't believable enough that Claire was understanding of Henry's situation. All I read was that the ratings weren't where they needed to be, which is stupid because hello, naked Theo James, like what else do you need? But it was a beautiful story. I'm really upset that it didn't get renewed for season two. They only told half the story. Netflix, if you're hearing us, please pick up season two. HBO Max dropped the ball. I said what I said. I really hope they get picked up by another network. HBO canceled it because the critics at HBO were like, this just isn't believable enough. I'm like, it's time travel. What the F do you want? But (laughs) I mean, the writer for that, Stephen Moffat, he wrote for Doctor Who. The king of time travel. Yes. And he even did an episode, which I've seen is The Girl in the Fireplace, which was an ode to this book. And okay, another network has to take this because Mm -hmm. it was so good. It even and said, even though we had good ratings and that it was a popular show, I'm like, I don't right. understand the logic of canceling a show that had good ratings. People liked it, but your critics said something like it just sounded like BS to me. Yeah, it was. It absolutely was. I'm still in my feelings about that. <laughs> me too. Me too. Because I don't get to see Theo drop from the sky naked. Right. Anymore. <laughs> Cue the sad Sarah McLaughlin music. <laughs> <Yeah>. I will <laughs> remember you. <laughs> Let's spill the tea. Here is the part of the show where we spill the tea. This is your spoiler alert. We are talking about Stranger Things season four, part two, the two episode finale. Okay. What we kind of get to see here is the group is making like this four part plan Mm -hmm. to defeat Vecna. Max is using herself as bait. The older kids are going to go to the house and like shoot up Vecna and the upside down Eddie and Dustin are going to hold off all the bats. And so there's this whole plan. Right. And meanwhile, Mike and Will Argyle and Jonathan are 
trying to find Elle. Mm-hmm. We're somewhere in California, Arizona, who knows where they are. And, and then Utah, we Nevada. Utah, somewhere. Nevada, somewhere over there. And then we have Hopper and Joyce and Murray stuck in Russia trying to get back. So everybody's, this is what they do in Stranger Things. There's, it's like this team effort. Everybody's mm-hmm. kind of working together unknowingly to defeat Vecna or defeat this, this darkness. Hopper and Joyce don't even know about the whole Vecna situation yet. Correct. But they somehow put it together that if they blow up these particles, it will help the kids in the long run somehow. Similar to what you mentioned, we have three major moving parts to the story. And I love seeing all of them finally come together and Mm -hmm. actively work with each other, even though they have no idea that they're all actively working with each other to make, you know, the big bad situation go away. That was probably the biggest highlight for me out of the whole finale is Mm -hmm. just seeing these three moving parts finally move closer together to like have some resolution because we missed them. We love seeing them all under one roof as one big happy family. And then at the very end, we got that seeing all three moving parts come together made me happy. So Mike and Elle and company there with Argyle and they're like, there's no way we're going to get to Hawkins in time to help them because Mm -hmm. Elle can see what they're planning. And she's like, they're going to die. So I need to help. So then that episode was called piggyback Mm -hmm. and she was able to get into her little mind tank and piggyback into Max's mind when Max is dealing with Vecna. And this is when we get to see Vecna explain how he's been the mastermind behind all of the strange and terrible things happening in Hawkins. Vecna created the mind flayer with his powers and he said he wanted to transcend his human form. So in season three, at the end, Vecna took Eleven's powers to be able to open the portal. Remember that spider thing that Mm -hmm. came and bite her? His plan was to kill 14 teenagers in order to open four portals. And so this could possibly what I've been reading be a reference to the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So like the apocalypse Ah, is going to happen. So then Steve and Nancy, that crew, they came up with their four phase plan, but Vecna clearly already knew about the plan. Mm -hmm. Can't pull one over on me. He's like, I transcend time. Basically what ends up happening is he gets 11, takes her into his mind area out of Max's memory and he has her all tied up. And there's so many moments happening. Steve and Nancy and Robin, they're getting choked out. They're probably going to die. Lucas is getting beat up by (laughs) that psycho kid Mm -hmm. and then things are not going well in Russia and Eleven's about to die and she gives up. And then Mike, because he was like kind of encouraged by Will in the car earlier, like you're the heart of this group. He starts talking about how much he loves her. And so she accesses that love and just overcomes what Vecna is doing. So they were saying there is this theory of like, Will has feelings for Mike. And at first I didn't think that was a thing, but the painting, when Will is talking about the painting to Mike in the car, he said, Elle told me to paint it. She basically commissioned it. Mm-hmm. But if you remember at the very beginning of season four in the letters, Elle says to Mike that Will's painting a lot, but he won't show me what he's working on. Right. So Will lied. Mm-hmm. And he made a heart on the chest, on the armor of this knight that was Mike in the painting. Okay. So when he's telling Mike, you're the heart, maybe he's, it's his heart that Mike is his heart as well. Yeah. So that could be proof that he has feelings for Mike. And I think Jonathan picked up on that conversation and that's why he had a very tender brotherly moment Mm -hmm. with Will. Heart to heart. You can talk to me. You can tell me things. You don't tell me things anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's okay. You can tell me this. And I think he'll get there. 
he just wasn't ready yet. Cause he's probably still just discovering his own feelings about that. Right. So here's the Easter egg with the talisman. So Lucas was reading mm-hmm. to Max in the hospital when she's like in a coma and that's the Duffer brothers and Steven Spielberg's next project. They're doing that project together. That movie. That is so cool. That okay. Cool? Nice little nod to their next yeah. project. Sneaky. Good it's for very, them. It's very sneaky. Last time we were talking about stranger things on our last stranger things episode, Eddie is my new favorite character. Mm-hmm. But now Eddie's gone because he sacrificed himself for the greater good. Eddie is dead. Eddie went out with a bang. My favorite moment, hands down, was Eddie playing Metallica on his trailer. Yep. That was an amazing moment. That was, as they said, very metal. And yeah. <laughs> so glorious. They're trying to avert the attention of all these Vecna's bats and creatures to get away from the house so that Steve and Nancy and Robin can get in. But then the bats are about to get into the trailer and like Dustin will be safe. So he decides, I mean, all throughout the season, he's like, I'm not a hero. Mm -hmm. This is my year. I'm going to graduate. So then he decides not to run away. He decides to be a hero. And like when they were having that conversation, remember how we're like, if Steve dies, (laughs) we were like, if they kill our Steve, we're going to kill someone. Yes. But they killed Eddie. I know. And they do have this pattern of killing new characters that they introduced in that season. They did it with Joyce's boyfriend in season two. Bob. Bob. Bob was so lovable. They took two seasons to kill Billy, Max's stepbrother, but Mm -hmm. they still killed him off. I don't think they will kill off anyone of the principal cast. However, Mm -hmm. I was sure Max was dead. Okay. I have a theory about that. I didn't think she was coming back. I was very surprised by Elle's powers to be able to bring people back to life. However, Dr. Brenner Papa was saying to Elle that Vecna takes everything, Mm -hmm. consumes everything. So until Vecna is destroyed, I think Max is going to be not there because Elle couldn't find her in her mind. She wasn't there. She tried to go into her mind in the hospital in a coma Mm -hmm. and Max wasn't in there. Okay. So my theory, yes, granted she's stabilized. Mm -hmm. We don't know if she's brain dead or not. Every bone in her body is broken. Her vision might be gone. In order for Elle to beat Vecna, Elle has to go back into her subconscious to take Vecna out like she did in Max's dream. So into her own subconscious or into Max's subconscious? Eh, Either one. I'd take either one. I'd be happy with either or. Okay. I think Max and her now share a connection. So when she does, Max will be there to be a distraction for Vecna. So Elle can take Vecna out. Oh, because Max is already trapped there. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I think Max already knows it's not looking good for her on the Earth side. And if that's her contribution to make it happen, why not? But now Vecna's in the real world because he split open Hawkins upside down is right to the right side up. But if he's distracted on the subconscious side that Max is in, who knows what can happen? That's my theory. We're basically told what's going to happen in season five. Because remember when Vecna showed Nancy the future about what was Mm going to happen? And she said there is an army of monsters is one of the things she said. How can Elle defeat a whole monster army? I don't think she can. One of my theories is I think that Will is kind of like a Horcrux. And eventually, because he has this link to Vecna, remember how he could feel it on the back of his neck? Yeah. He has this link to Vecna. And I think that he will have to die in order for Vecna to die. That's a good one. That's what I think. I think he's going to have a Harry Potter moment, but he's going to stay dead. Okay. Unless, of course, Elle brings him back to life. But I think he has to die. Okay. That's not a bad theory. Because he's been a tie to Vecna this whole time. Mm-hmm. whole entire time. He's never felt completely right. He's never felt completely okay. And he was in the upside down for a long time. Yeah, you're right. You know, another interesting theory that I have is when the upside down is breaking through, you see the grandfather clock moving backwards again. 
like it did at first when it was revealing everything about Henry Creel as a child, you, we saw the clocks going backwards. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a hint about time travel, that somehow time travel is going to be involved in defeating Vecna, going back in time, something, because if you remember the first episode, when Elle is like kind of narrating her letters to Mike, Mm -hmm. she says, emotions can make time speed up or slow down. We're all time travelers. If you think about it, that is such a good catch. And in season three, they're talking about time travel because they went to go see Back to the Future in the movie theater. Mm -hmm. And if you notice every single season, you either hear clocks ticking or the gong of a clock or chiming every time, like you're by a Demogorgon or the Mind Flayer or something is happening with Vecna, you hear some sounds of a clock. And so the clock tower in Back to the Future, there's also a clock tower in Hawkins. So that's like denotes time travel that it's possible or it's needed or whatever. I had no idea. I wasn't paying attention to any other season when it came to clocks. I only heard the clock in season four. So now I have to go back and rewatch it. It's in everything. And then the counselor, her necklace Mm -hmm. is clock, but it's a key. Okay. Is that a hint that time is the key to defeating Vecna? I don't know. We'll see. Those are my theories. We'll see what happens. What moment caught you in the feels? Steve driving the motorhome, talking about kids to Nancy. Oh gosh. <laughs> I was Wanting like, he's the come. babies. Yeah, yeah. He has come so far in these past four seasons. Steve, I am so proud of you. <laughs> yes. Mine is similar. So when they're walking through the forest, Steve and Nancy, and he was talking about when he was a baby and he's like, <laughs> right. I used to crawl backwards. He's like, you know, I start out confident, but I'm kind of an idiot. And just this self-awareness of how he is, it was just like, you are so gosh darn adorable. Talking about babies, two different times, him being a baby and then having babies. And then telling how he has practice with the kids. Oh gosh. Like just, (laughs) you know, kill me now. Right. So (laughs) sweet. And I, you know, Nancy sees that he's really changed Mm -hmm. and she says that to Jonathan and you can see that they're both not being honest in their relationship. Jonathan's not telling her that he's not going to college with her. She's not telling him that she's developing feelings for Steve because she clearly is. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but him talking about babies. And Steve being happy for Robin finally being able to talk with her crush. And he just had this proud dad look. I was like, dear (laughs) Lord, you are just too pure for this earth. Right. Speaking of dads, though, the L and Hopper reunion. Yes. She's like, I kept the door open three inches. Gosh. And then he just hugs her. I've been waiting for that. Yeah. He's got her dad back. Mm -hmm. What was the most surprising thing about the finale for you? I would say surprising slash I was super impressed. Nancy held her own. Like I did not think Nancy was going to be the one that I chose for the zombie apocalypse, but here she is handling her own. And I'm not pro gun, but I want Nancy by my side because she just looked so determined, ready to take out Vecna. And I was like, yes, get it, girl. She is sick and tired of this stuff messing <laughs> right? with her town. Like when she was making the sawed off shotgun, I was like, yes, queen. But we've gotten to see her bravery and confidence build over the last four seasons. Like the first time she went into the upside down when she's mm-hmm. in the forest with Jonathan getting pulled into that tree trunk, she's terrified. And now she's just like, got her shotgun. She's like, right. <laughs> just like exploding Vecna. Yeah. She's amazing. Mind you, she and Robin between the two of them, they have so much hairspray in their eighties hair. I was terrified for them that they would go up in flames first. Oh, from the Molotov cocktails they're throwing at Vecna. Oh yeah, Yeah. that is a good point. I was like, that is so dangerous. Why? Oh, okay. 
Here we go. And they made it. All right. Yeah. Oh, that was nerve wracking. I'm rooting for Nancy. I'm rooting for Nancy too. I think the most surprising thing for me was that, that Max wasn't dead. And I know I said this before, but I was, I thought she was gone. Mm -hmm. I thought she was a goner. I was really surprised by that. I was like, there she goes. There's one arm broken. Oh, two leg, leg. She gone. Yeah. Then her eyes, she was like, I can't see you or feel you. And I was like, oh, this is not good. Why would they take her? She's been in it for three seasons. This is not okay. Only for us to end with her still on life support and or in a coma to like give us hope. That for me was the biggest cliffhanger. I was like, I need to know more. No, I can't wait two years. What do we need to know? How do like, is Elle able to communicate with Max? Yeah. Over this time frame, able to communicate via subconscious. That was my biggest cliffhanger moment. My biggest cliffhanger was when you start to see the upside down taking over the real world and then mm -hmm. Will touches the back of his neck. And I was like, oh gosh, he's still got some Vecna in him. Yeah. That connection. I'm like, what's gonna happen now that the whole world is being fully taken over by Vecna? Literally, what is gonna happen? I don't know. But I will say I was really impressed with Vecna. I was watching some of the behind the scenes, the voiceover work that Jamie Campbell Bauer was doing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I'm definitely digging Vecna. Like that, that was probably the other biggest surprise. I was like, why am I low key crushing on the villain here? This is not okay. Not him in his Vecna form, but like watching all the interviews with him. I was like, hmm, you're growing on me, sir. I need you to be something other than a villain though. <laughs> you know? Be fun loving. Yeah. With less baggage. Like, Where's a romantic comedy when you need one? Yeah. <laughs> Be less murderous. Okay. Yeah. But overall, such a good end to the season. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I mean, there were a lot of sad moments, you know, heartfelt moments at the end. Oh, right. You know, Dustin telling Eddie's uncle that he died a hero and him getting kind of the batons passed on for the Hellfire Club to Dustin. Just, oh gosh, they really know how to get you in your feels. This. Yeah, Dustin crying as Eddie was passing away. And I'm like, come here, baby. <laughs> it's okay. So um, sad. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of unanswered questions left with relationships, what's happening with the Upside Down, mm -hmm. and how are they going to defeat Vecna in an army of monsters with the Upside Down coming to them? Right. I got nothing. I'm excited though. Yeah. I'm here for the ride. Season five, please be nice to us. And now it is time for the Fangirl Spotlight of the Week. The Fangirls podcast is now on Etsy. Our shop has a variety of original custom-made fandom-inspired artwork in digital download form with prints inspired by Outlander, Bridgerton, Harry Potter, Stranger Things, and more. You are sure to find a design that celebrates your favorite fandom. We are offering 10% off our Etsy store with the code FANGIRL. The link to our store and all the info will be in the show notes. Fangirls Podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, and we want to take a moment and thank you for tuning into our podcast. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts so that we can dish and spill the tea with more fangirls and fanguys like you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all of our latest episodes. We love hearing from you, so connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out our website to see all that the fangirls are up to. We post a monthly shopping guide called the fangirl's favorite things inspired by your favorite fandoms. All the information will be in the show notes. See you next time. See you next time. We here at the fangirls podcast are not affiliated with the following Netflix, stranger things, the cast of stranger things, HBO max, or unfortunately the time traveler's wife. Just really big fans. Huge fans. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.